Hi friends, welcome to She Leads Her Life. This is Jenna Schneider, your host, and today we are talking about the family table. Something so simple, yet so many of us have come back to it during this pandemic of being home. And it really, for many, has become a beautiful awakening of how important the family table and family meals and to slow down and enjoy one another's company. Again, the more and more people that I talk to about the silver lining in this pandemic and in this time in our lives is the clearing of the calendar, getting back to the basics of simply sitting down and enjoying a meal together as a family where you're not running to five different activities or trying to squeeze the meal into your schedule, but now the meal has become somewhat a highlight of the day and night as a family, as many of us have been sheltering in place for many months now. When I grew up, as I was growing up, my parents always talked about the importance of family meals, and it was a time that we would stop everything we were doing and come connect, and my mom was a great cook, is a great cook, um, as well as my dad, and they often shared the duties, Um, my mom more so than my dad, but they both enjoyed preparing a good meal for my brother and I. And there were nights that, you know, we would get takeout or fast food, but many times it was something that was made right there in the kitchen and we would take our time to sit and talk about the day together. As kids growing up, this is such a foundational staple for children to be able to learn manners, to be able to look other people in the eye during a conversation, to have rousing different conversations, and to also give children a place where their voices are heard. Some of the best discussions we've had in our family recently has been different topics that our six-year-old has brought up and different topics that she wants to ask questions about. I often find myself wondering, am I doing enough as a mother? Am I reaching their hearts? Are they learning enough? And it's always important to give ourselves a whole lot of grace during this time. But sitting together as a family, no matter what is put on the table, whether we are having cereal or oatmeal and toast for dinner, or if we are having an elaborate feast, which does not happen very often. And if it is happening, it's most likely because my husband Nate is cooking up a really good meal for us. But it's just a space to connect. And if you have that foundation of connection with your family, it creates such a healthy environment for everyone to be able to flourish. I wanted to share with you an excerpt from the book, The Life-Giving Table by Sally Clarkson. I highly recommend a lot of her books. I've learned so much from her. And I want to read just this part about 
the importance of connecting at a family table. It says, when we sit at our tables, we are not just an aggregate of individual family members eating and drinking to stay alive. We're a congregation of communing souls, hungering and thirsting to experience the goodness and beauty of the life God has designed just for us. Even the simplest supper, meal, snack, or tea time can become in some ways a feast, a lavish celebration of the living of the living God's life and goodness. It's not just about the physical act of eating, but about sharing and enjoying life as God designed and gave it to us. That is the essence of the life-giving table. Now you may be thinking, that doesn't sound like any table where my family sits. We're doing well just to get four kids sitting around in chairs with cereal and milk bowls all at the same time. Most of the life at our breakfast table comes from a family-sized cereal box. Maybe you see yourself among the growing number of families who eat fewer meals together at home, spend less time at the table when they do, and consume less real food made at home and more manufactured or takeout food made somewhere else by some unknown makers. The unfortunate reality of modern American culture is that it has robbed too many homes of the once central role of the table in the family life and has stolen the goodness of eating real home-cooked whole foods. When asked, most parents will respond that of course it's important for families to eat regular meals together. At the same time, many will sheepishly admit that they don't. If there is a life to be found at the table today, it is life that must be intentionally rescued and reclaimed from its cultural exile. According to statistics gathered on the 6 o'clock scramble, the frequency of family dinners has declined 33% over just the last 20 years. The average time spent at a dinner table has shrunk from 90 minutes in the middle of the last century to less than 12 minutes today. And the real effects of these trends cannot be ignored. Kids and teens who share fewer than three family dinners each week are less likely to eat healthier foods and more likely to be overweight, perform poorly academically, engage in risky behaviors such as substance abuse, and have poor relationship with their parents. Now, I share that excerpt in the book not to make you feel guilty or shame if you're not sitting together every night having dinner. What, after reading that, it just allowed me to really ponder what are the priorities in our family? This pandemic has stripped away so many layers. It has stripped away the schedule. It has created new rhythms in so many of our lives. It really does give us a chance to say, what do we want to allow back in our lives when things go back to quote unquote normal? And getting back to the basics and what connects us as a family and as a community and to allow space and time to have really connecting conversations and to have space to actually hear one another. Some of the things that we implement during our family dinner, and like I said, oftentimes we are scrambling 
just like you to get to the dinner table. There could be the our two daughters might be in an argument and it is constantly just reinforcing what we want our nightly dinners to be about in a space for them to voice their opinion but you could find my six-year-old hanging off of her chair you could find someone getting up and running upstairs and we didn't know where one of them went you know it is this constant reinforcement of how do we act at the dinner table and who is welcome, everyone is welcome to be heard, but there also has to be expectations along with that. What recently we implemented was having, um, we have these little cards that I keep in a little bowl on our dining room table, and they are table conversation starters for kids. And I just got them off of Amazon, and we have each one of our girls pick a card during dinner and it has child appropriate questions on them but they're also thought-provoking and it gets them talking about a topic and then we go around and share what our answers would be. I truly believe there's so much to be learned as children and adults to being able to voice their opinion and to have a conversation with having someone look them in the eye and acknowledge what their opinion and beliefs are, but also have someone, if they share an opinion, to be able to have a discussion back and forth with an adult. That is a life skill that they're not going to learn in just a textbook. Once in a while, we will go around the table and I know many of you probably do this too. We share roses and thorns, something that went really well in our day and something that was difficult. And that creates a space of trust and community within our own little family of four as well. And lastly, we don't get to it every night, but there are Um, different family devotions that I would highly recommend that we try to sprinkle in every so often too if we have extra time um, to have great conversations and to really analyze how the Bible is in alignment with so many of the issues that our children might be having and that are going on in the world today and how that connection can take place. I hope that, my hope is that if there is one thing that we can do in society is to help keep our children grounded during all of this. And how we do that is we have to keep ourselves grounded. And so what little rhythms can we focus on to make a positive impact in our homes because right now the work we are doing in our homes is so important and just as important as the work that is being done outside of our homes and so if that looks like all you can do is get a box of cereal on the table with four bowls and that is what dinner is going to be great that conversation and that eye contact is way more important than the fancy meal that you would put on the table to entertain. I hope this is encouraging to some of you. I would love to hear about what your family dinner rhythms are, what that looks like, how has that looked different during this pandemic. 
If you could find me at She Leads Her Life on Instagram, or you could send me an email at jennaschneidercoaching at gmail.com. I love this conversation of the simplicity of getting back to having real conversations and slowing down and taking time to enjoy one another's presence at the dinner table. I'm sending you all a lot of positive energy right now. I know here in Madison, it is beautiful weather. And so if you are local, enjoy the sunshine and get outside. Nature really, truly does heal. And like I said, the book that I read out of earlier was from The Life-Giving Table by Sally Clarkson. Highly recommend. Have a wonderful day and evening, friends, and I will talk to you again soon. This has been She Leads Her Life.